Hey, look what we have found A big sound in a small town Far away from the bright lights They're making music every night Discover what is all around A big sound Hi, and welcome to Big Sound Small Town. I'm your host, Sandy Carlton, and this is a podcast about the lives and stories of the musicians, writers, artists, and their associates that have their roots in the small towns and communities across America. If you like what you hear, tell somebody. Enjoy. Sunday school, mama be in there in the kitchen, she'd be in there just wrestling with them pots and pans, man, making some Sunday dinner, cooking up a delicious and nutritious dinner for everybody in the neighborhood, people be playing some horseshoes and badminton and checkers and house be smelling all good, grease popping everywhere, I'd be sitting in front of the TV watching some, hey, 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 hours on the way, and there'd be a madhouse going on around me everywhere, children is just running around like chickens with their heads cut off. And I heard my mama scream to me from the kitchen. She'd say, Get on up in the kitchen. 
That's right. My mama used to say, she said, get on up in the kitchen. I said, I said, mama watch it. She said, fried chicken, cornbread, collard greens and mashed potatoes and gravy. She got corn on the cob and green beans and lima beans and pork and beans and pintos with onions. Chicken knuckles too, yeah. Lord mercy. Mm. She got some Underwood devil hands, devil crab, devil food king, devil egg, pickle egg. Shoot, Lord mercy. Bean waiting. She got some country beef tip, chicken dumpling, country style steak. Lord mercy, candy game. Scoot, how are you? I'm doing fantastic. How are you? How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm glad to have you on the thanks show so. here. Well, thanks for having me. You know, you're, um, gosh, you've been a part over the years of uh, Cleveland County music history. Uh, and, you know, uh, actually, in my opinion, 
one of the best records to ever come out of Cleveland County uh, you recorded. Which one? Which one are you talking about? Lake Montonio Road. Oh, Lake Montonio Road. Road. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Man, I, that's a that's a heartfelt record there. It's uh, I just sat down and just started with one song, and it just led to all those. There was I don't even, I don't even think that uh, I had any takeouts really uh, of songs. You know, every song that I wrote was, and I said, well, that's it. That's what I wanted to say. Well, and it's all it's all real, and it's all true, and it's all good you know yeah it is um, yeah let's talk about that a little bit then since we started there we'll talk about that all right did did you have you know when did you have those songs already done for a while um you know i did not i did not i wrote if i could think back to the first song that i wrote for that record, yeah, um, I don't know if I can or not. I might would need to look at the list of songs, but um, I don't know if it was Lake Montania Road. No, I did write one of those, Grandpa's Shoes. I wrote that. That was the first song I wrote because I can tell you a fun, quick little story about that sure. song. Um, I was playing at a party in the backyard of these folks' house over near South Park. And um, I was there early and, you know, set my stuff up and talking and getting to know, to know everybody that, that was coming in and introducing myself and stuff like that, like I always do, because I like to talk and like to, you know, meet people, right. and hear, hear their stories too, which I like to flip this around and and do this, and you tell your story. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll maybe ask one you some day. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was a, uh, it was really cool. It, it was a uh, beautiful, beautiful late afternoon, and I started playing while it was still daylight. And um, this this young guy, probably in his twenties, I think it was a dad's son, is, is who it was exactly. And he come walking out, and he had his hair kind of pulled, had kind of a little bit, a little bit of long hair, but it's real. Real cool kind of look, you know, and he came right. came out and was, hey, how's it going, you know? And I, and I just had, for some reason, when he walked off, I just happened to look down at his shoes. Uh-huh. It had these old Oxford Saddle shoes on, and I don't know why, it, I don't know what happened uh, about that vision. But uh, anyway, so I, that stayed in my mind, and we took a break, and I went down, and they had tables, linen, everything out in the big backyard, and, you know, everybody was sitting around eating and stuff like that. And I took a break and sat down with uh, you know, the guy that hired me and right. and his son. And so I was kind of sitting with the family, I guess. And so he, he told me, I said, man, and I told the guy when he was walking off, I said, man, I bet there's a lot of stories in those shoes. He said, yeah, but only half of them are mine. Uh-huh. And that's why when I sat down with him, I said, what do you, what do you mean by that? What do you mean by that? That was a pretty intriguing statement. Yeah, it is a good one. And I said, uh, what do you mean? And he said, well, these shoes belong to my dad's dad. Uh-huh. And my, my, my dad's dad gave them to my dad. And then my dad gave them to me whenever, you know, my foot would fit in the shoes. Uh-huh. And I just thought that was an incredible story. And so it is. I, uh, it's a great I that, song. That song worth that's song worthy, you know. Yeah, it so is. I, it is. It was, you yeah. know. And so uh, I just I went home 
after the gig and that night, you know, and just I guess sat that down was, and kind of wrote it. I guess that was one that came easy. Yeah, yeah. And that's the way I – I won't mess with one too long if it's too hard. If it's going to take too much time, right, right. I'll walk away. I'll walk away from it, you yeah. know. And, and, and if it, 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 it might sit there, you know, a verse might sit there or, or a line or, you know, a chorus or – Something for a long time. And it might just sit there for a while, you know, no, no. One day it'll just, and if you write songs, you know exactly what I'm I talking do. about. I do, that's what I do, so yeah, I do. So, um, yeah, I know, I mean, sometimes they, they have to take, wait on that life of their own to come around. Yeah, yeah, because you want it, you know, I'm an organic kind of guy, you know. I just want it to, to be real as it can be. I don't, I don't want to make up anything. There's no sense in making up something. In a, yeah. If you're writing a, writing a book or writing a song, you know. Yeah, oh yeah. Well, you know, that is such a, that is such a funky record. I mean, um, you know, it, it is, I, I guess you'll have to tell everybody about how Fatback came along too, you know? <laughs> that's a true story. All of them are true stories. Yeah. Um, yeah. That, that's a good one. That's that, that, that song has been around for quite some time. And I, and I have a, that I did, what I did is, uh, recorded a slower tempo version of it. Right. Because I had already put that song out, but I was like, no, nah, I want to do it a little bit different this time. Because the one before, it's got it's pretty high energy, you know? Yeah, oh yeah, I've heard it too. Um, so. that's, like a, that's like a fast James Brown kind of thing or something, yeah. you know? Oh, yeah. And, uh, but yeah, yeah, that, uh, the second one on that's on like Montani Road, I slowed it down and gave it a little more. It's cool. A little more heavy kind of, heavy funk kind of vibe, you know, tempo to it. Were you the drummer on that? Yeah, I played the drums on all my stuff. Okay. I, fi- um, I mean, I figured you did, but I thought I'd get that out there because I know a lot of people these days see you as a guitarist solo deal, and I think a lot, I think we need to explore the drum part of your life pretty good, you know. Because <laughs> I, because I think these days, you know, people just, just you know, uh, see you as a – singer songwriter yeah and I, when you do your solo stuff you know you can't give it the whole funk deal <laughs> or, or the drive you can when you're a drummer but uh just for me tell me about that drum kit that you used on that because that is um that does have the james brown type sound to your kit do you remember what you used give me a second i'll think about that all right I've got an old set of Slingerlands that are, it's a 1958 22 by 14 kick and then a, mm-hmm. a 9 by a 13 tom and a 16 by 16 floor tom that they're, um, it's my jelly bean kit, you, you know, the, uh, it's a 58 kick and a 60s uh, tom and floor tom. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I've got a set of sonars that I just got that I really like a lot. You remember what kind of snare uh, you used on it? God almighty. Uh, uh, you know what? Let's see. So I, a lot of times, I'll just use my old Acrylite the, right. from the 60s. Yeah. Because it, you can it, it can do anything. But you know what? You can do anything with any drum. Any. It doesn't matter if it's a new drum or old drum or true. a piece of crap drum. It doesn't matter, man. You just put the heads on it and tune it up. That shell's going to tune up. True, yeah. You know, and if you throw something on it to do, give it kind of the Beatles vibe where it's got little towels or something on oh, it yeah. or 
or make it nice and wide open and pop in. It's just if you know how to you know how to tune and head selection, you're good to go. Did you start no out as what you're playing? Did you start out as a drummer? Lord God, yes, <laughs> yes, I did, man. I my, started playing the talent shows in fourth grade. Um, and a lot of people say, well, who's your favorite drummer? And I'm like, well, you don't know them. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Because, because they're from my hometown. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I had two I had two favorite drummers of all time, and it was, both was for singing and playing drums. Like Rusty Kloniger from Kings Mountain mm-hmm. was my favorite drummer, and Terry Loveless yep, I know, but was mine. Knew both of them. Was my other one. Yeah. Oh. And so Terry... Terry would bring his kit, and I used to would go. He would get me in, go watch them play in the after hours bars, and I was still a kid, you know. Oh, yeah. And I would just sit and watch him on the side, and I just when it was Patty and Terry, and and I would just watch him play and sing, and I'd just do that. But I didn't realize at the time that I was getting schooled, you know, right. for later on. Oh and yeah. So that stuff is always was always in my head when I would start doing it, and he would bring his kit, set them up for me, starting into fourth grade because I didn't have any drums at the time. Cause we were poor, you know, and um, so he would uh, he would do that for me until I don't know, man. I probably didn't have. I didn't get my first the, the first Slingerland kit. That was my very first drum drum kit. That was um, it just come out, and my brother took me over to Gastonia at this music store, and there was a big full octopus white set of Ludwig's, and then there was this had just come out these copper plated Slingerlands. And he said, well, which one do you want? And of course, you know, anybody would have probably said, I want that big set, you know, but right. I said, no, I want that. I want that Slingerland set right there. It's a good choice. And so I, I got those and that's when it started for me, uh, you know, and then I was in talent shows every year. Then my Rusty, his, I was in the 10th grade when he was a senior, I believe. And Rusty did a, uh, drum solo in the talent show in high school and just incredible man he was like a cross between don brewer from grand funk and buddy rich Uh i mean just he was just um and i'd go sit up at his his house up the street and he had a little shed behind his you know he lived with mom and dad at the time of course and i would just sit there and watch he had a and still has him to this day because his brother alan we we graduated together okay and uh, we talked about Rusty, anytime we talk on the phone, I say, how's Rusty doing? You know, he's my hero, you know? And um, he still has that same 67 Red Sparkle Ludwig kit that he had back then. And I would just sit there and watch him play, you know, just watch him. That is just Just schooling, man, just schooling, 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 schooling. And then do the same way with with Terry. And so then the next year, this guy named Wesley Naren, who was in a high school band, Rusty was in a high school band, and um, under Donald Deal, who was a fantabulous band director. Right. Um, and, and Wesley did a solo the next year in a talent show, and he was a senior. He didn't win either. Oh, really? And I was like, neither one. And the only reason Rusty didn't win is what I found out. Because one of the judges said because he threw his sticks out. Uh, oh, yeah. After he got finished, which was like, that was the celebration of Yes, yeah, cool part. Yeah, man. Yeah. You just saw what I did, right? <laughs> I love it. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I love it. And that they took they took some points off because oh, he did man, that. That's man. Terrible. Like, oh yeah. And so and then Rusty didn't win. And then I came up, you know, I was 
Then I was a senior after Wesley graduated, and Wesley was a great drummer. And so I did my solo, and I won. <laughs> and I, I was like, the, I was the least, and you know what I'm saying? They were so, so far light years ahead of me that it was like I, I wanted to do it because I wanted to keep that tradition. It seemed like Rusty started it, then Wesley did it. Right. That I did it, and it was like maybe we were starting a tradition there, or something for drummers <laughs> or something. I don't know for a talent show, you know. That's cool. But man. um, but I, I and I was like, I was ecstatic. I was like, I couldn't believe it, you know. I was just wanted to do it because those two guys oh, did yeah. it. I love those guys, you know. Oh yeah. But uh, so that kind of started it, and then from there, it, myself and one of my best friends growing up. Kings Mountain. We had it was just he and I that would play in his basement. Up, he just lived up the street, right on Meadow, on Meadowbrook Lane. Uh, my buddy Shan, and he had a basement and stuff. And so he and I was always we're, we were always playing all the time, just the two of us. And right. you know, some of the times we we had a couple of talent shows, and we got a, a buddy of mine who was in my class year. Uh, Dwayne McMurray played bass in yeah. a couple yeah. of the talent shows early on, but. Uh, we just uh, had a great time. We, I remember we um, when Twenty One Twelve came out from Rush. Yeah, we Shane and I learned the whole first side. Just he and I. <laughs> so we were down there just playing, just drums and guitar, playing all that stuff. That's too so cool. Just, just having a ball, just having a ball, and then we started our band. And it started from there. It started from there, and it just it kept going and going and going. You know. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I guess. Um, you know, once you start a band, uh, it, it, it either one or two things happens. It just stays with you the rest of your life, or you think, man, I don't know about doing this. You know, <laughs> I mean, usually there's not a lot of in between. You know, it's, I love this well, stuff or I don't. You're exactly right. That it couldn't have been said any better than that. You know, I mean, it's either you love it or you like it and you'll do it in your spare time. Exactly. I mean, you yeah. know, it's, um, you know, and you you have to do a lot of stuff really to get to to play music. You know, um, but uh, you know it's a thing that once it's in you, you're going to do it till you're an old man like I am. I mean, there's just no mm -hmm. way around it. Um, kind of sickness almost. But you know, it is. I think I think we should. Uh... Might need to go talk to some people about <laughs> yeah. that. <laughs> yeah, we might. We might. <laughs> so, so. Talk about timepiece a little bit. How'd that come time about? Timepiece. Timepiece. Did I bring that up at all? Did I say that somewhere? Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> or did you just, or did you know about it? Oh, I'm known about it. Yeah. Cause I know all. Really? I, I knew all those guys are, you know, I've probably seen well, you guys a couple of times. Although really? I, I don't get to see very many people in, in my life because I was always playing too. So sure, yeah, okay. You know, well that that kind of gave me cold chills, Sandy. That's, that's you saw cool. you saw timepiece. Yeah. So that's, that's always the first thing I say. My first road band was timepiece, and you're telling me that you got to see us a couple of times. Yeah. I feel like wow. I mean, that's kind of that's kind of legendary around here a little bit. I mean, mm -hmm. uh, all you guys uh, had a big part of. Even after that was over with, it you were all still part of uh, music around here for a, oh, a heck long yeah. time. Yeah, those were my brothers, man, because, like I said, it started out, the, the initial thing started out with, with the four of us rehearsing over in a, it was a big, giant white house right in downtown Shelby. And I could I, I could make it take you there if we were right 
together and I could say, I think it was that house right there or something. But um, I don't know if little Bill uh, knew the person that owned it or I can't remember, but that's where we were rehearsing. It was, it was little Bill and Ace and Al and myself. Yeah, I remember when y'all used to practice over there. Yeah, I do. Really? Yeah, yeah, I do. Um, yeah, I do. I, and I think uh, I know where funny. that house is. Um, because um, I I delivered mail there for a long time along that really? way. Really? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, well, I it, it it was sort of like it reminds you of like a, a, a maybe a historical house or something that right. or nowadays it would be a historical house that where attorneys have an office yeah, there or something oh yeah, like yeah. that kind of thing. It was, yeah. it was a nice big house, but somehow we were we were there rehearsing. Like I say, I was just out of high school and little Bill was older than me. Yeah. And, uh, Ricky or Ace was, uh, he was six years older than me. Yeah. And Al was a, a year ahead of me in high school. So, and um, so, so we, we started to do that and then something happened with Al and he had to bow out and, um, so we got, um, Roger Aker, who I know Roger. went to Kings, you know, Roger, well, I do. He, 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 he sang and played, he, he would front the band, but he had also play keys too. Right. Yeah. So that kind of spread it out a little bit. So then we, then Shan, we got Shan, my, my friend I grew up with, I was telling you about that we played in the basement right. of his house all the time. So it was Ace and Shan, little Bill Allison, uh, Roger and myself. And, I guess maybe maybe a year went by and we were we were playing and you know, going everywhere. We were going to Florida. I mean, everywhere. You know? right. And Shan was Shan was a year under me in school. Oh, so, oh, so yeah. he's probably still in school. Yeah. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> so uh, we were just we were we were traveling everywhere. We were going going everywhere and having a great time. And it just became. I thought this was the way life was for everybody. Sure. Because you know, that's, all, that's all I knew. And I mean, you were living the it, life, really, you know? Yeah, and being young and skinny and yeah, long yeah. hair. And yeah. you know what comes on along with all that stuff? I do. Know? Yes, I do a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah. And so, uh, it, and so we did that. And then uh, Ace got that uh, – got a, an opportunity to go play with George Hatcher. And, and mm -hmm. we were – we were all sad, but we were happy for him at the same time. So right. that's when he he was hot. You know, George was hot. He just put that record out and coming home was had hit. And yeah. uh, so, you know, and I'd go anytime he was playing around close by, you know, he'd oh, yeah. call me and say, come on, come on, come on, come on. You know, so we, we replaced uh, that spot with uh, a friend of uh, Rogers named Larry Huffsteckler. Yeah, I know. Who he, he passed away yeah. a few years back, too. Yeah. But, I knew um, him, too. Did you? Yep. Okay, okay, okay. All right, then. I played a so, lot of music around here for a long time. Yeah. So, so we did that uh, for probably another year and a half, and I got an offer to go play with this band called New York. Right. And so I took that gig, and, um, and we were going everywhere. We were playing. We were all in that same circuit, you know, playing up and down the coast. Right. And um, Tim T-Tac. <laughs> There you go, man. <laughs> Old T-Tech. Yeah. yeah, man. Yeah, you know man. it. You know what's up. I'm, I'm telling you, you're sir. not. John T-Tech. Yeah, John T-Tech. He's, he's Snailville, Georgia. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, you can't say you're a musician around here if you haven't worked for John T-Tech. <laughs> if, if you didn't get on the ping pong table, exactly. anything. Oh, <laughs> I mean, talk about bad travel arrangements. <laughs> 
<laughs> our first, our first far, far, far away gig to Florida. Yeah. Ro- Roger had one of those, like, uh, you remember those, um, like Marita bread trucks. Yeah. Yeah. So he, he got a, got a hold of one of those somehow. So we were all packed into that thing with all of our gear. I had, <laughs> I had bought, uh, some some of the big you know old Perkins boxes that rely on the music you know oh, the, yeah. the big PA speakers and we had subs and you know the keyboards and he had a nice <laughs> keyboard rig and you know both the guys had Marshalls half stacks and you know what I mean just a ton knew, of, yeah. and then we, we were going down ninety five <laughs> in the middle of the summertime going to Daytona. What happened? Boom! <laughs> One of the tires blew. Oh no! And we were stuck on the. So, needless to say, long story short, that I mean, that's a whole story. That's a whole other story. But <laughs> needless to say, we made no money on the yeah, yeah, once yeah. we got there. We did get there, and we played and had a ball, and that was a tremendous experience. On top of that, because everything was happening right then, like Blackfoot and all those right. bands like that. It's they were all down there playing around the pier and everywhere else. We oh, were yeah. playing at the rec bar. Oh yeah, we yeah. were playing rec bar and uh, man, uh, you know, like um, Dwayne, uh, not Dwayne, but um, Greg Allman. Yeah, uh, there, there was a band house across the street, uh, right by the dog, the Greyhound dog racing track, and there was just a the the little inlet water was separating that, and it was cool. That's where everybody came. After the gig, everybody knew that was where to go. You know, that's cool. It's like all the cool people, all the people <laughs> that play and everything. And so the couple of guys from Blackfoot came over, um, the bass player and um, not Medlock, but the other guitar oh, player, yeah, yeah. Har- Hargett, Steve yeah, Hargett. Steve Hargett, yeah. Yeah. And uh, just, uh, you know, uh, Jackson Spires. <laughs> I love that guy, man. We, he and I were getting down with a, we had our own bottle there, throwing it back and forth uh, to each yeah. other, you know. Mm. But, um, just that 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 whole experience was wacko because of the way it started and the way it finished. You know, well, that was one heck of a week. It, it was helps, a whirlwind. Helps to be young. Yeah, it really <laughs> does because you can wake up the next day and do it again. <laughs> do it again. You yeah. know, wait yeah. a little while and then you get a little older. It's like oh, I can't do that anymore. Oh yeah, it gets a lot harder. <laughs> uh, I went. I, I'll tell you the difference. I went with Acoustic Syndicate not too long ago, and realized that. Um, they're t- they're still in the age to where they're um uh they can still do it but i can't you know yeah so but it's now fun. what 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 instrument do you play what do you want me to play <laughs> so you play it all i do yeah okay 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 i'm working as a bass player right now because i can get a lot of work as a bass player sure but i play everything and i played everything uh in a band forever you know some people will tell you I'm a harmonica player. Some people will tell you I'm a guitarist. Some people will tell you I'm a fiddler. So, you know, kind of just depends. Well, you know what? If somebody's looking for you and then somebody tells you the wrong instrument, they tell about you and they they don't know you from playing that instrument, say, so, oh, it's not him. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, sometimes, you know. <laughs> he I, plays the fiddle. He I, doesn't play the harmonica. You know, I kind of, I kind of, um, I, I try to avoid to be a bass player, but you know, that's one of those things that, um, I would be in a band and a bass player would leave. And of course I've known how to do it all my life. And you know, mm-hmm. I'd wind up being the bass player and then, you know, I'd switch band and not be a bass player and a bass player would quit and I'd be back being a bass player. <laughs> be back playing the bass again. You know? yeah. That's awesome, man. That's great. Yeah, That's it, great. You play keys too. You I play can, everything. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. play drums. No, not really. I mean, I, you know, I can, um, basically keep time. 
Uh, but no. Well, you, call me and let me keep the time for you when you need a drummer. I'll do it. Hey, yeah, I'll do <laughs> I'll that. be there. You know, I, man, I love, I, love your, it. I love your drum style. It's, it's really cool. So, oh, so how did you get to the funk part of it? I mean, what you were doing uh, how did I get those? to the funk part? Yeah, because that that was not what you guys were doing. Well, we were funky on some stuff. We played we played some of the funkier uh, songs by Pat Travers. And oh we, yeah, and back in timepiece, we 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 were very versatile, and it's it it, it hung around that 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 southern southern. And kind of that funky vibe too, right. in between there. You know, we were, we were kind of in between that right there. You know, if you're talking about the Almer Brothers, right? Oh yeah, I don't know, Pat Pat Travers, and we did all kinds of really cool. We did really cool songs because that's what was happening, right? You oh, know, yeah. that, that oh, was yeah. a good thing about you and I. You know, yeah, being at the age we are, we were at the beginning of all that, all the good music, good music, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, that everybody still listens to today. Yeah. And so we 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 went to a really good school. Yeah, for we that. did really, we really, and did. we were lucky. We were lucky, and and so that's that started. With, that's where that all started with with timepiece, and um, we used to rehearse down there at Maple Springs Lake. A uh, uh, girl that I uh, went to high school with, they owned that place, and uh-huh. they uh, said we could come down there, and rent was cheap. There we go. And uh, you know, we rehearsed down there for that was our rehearsal pad. You know, people don't even really have those anymore. <laughs> You know, yeah, no. yeah. yeah, and they miss a lot by not having them, I guess. Yeah, you know, that's true. But, <clears throat> but uh, so man, that's that's really cool about uh, you, you're playing all these different instruments, man. That's a it, that's a wonder in itself being able to do more than one thing. Well, isn't it? I've seen you playing everything from bass to I've seen you play everything too. You know, well, you know, I I it, it was probably out of necessity, just like me playing guitar you know well, it, it's, kind, it's it kind of is yeah i mean that's kind of been what it's been with me too all, mm-hmm. over the years i mean mm-hmm. you play music a long time and you want to c- continue playing you find a way to do it you know that's exactly right so, that's exactly right did did you used to sing the um national anthem at uh checkered short checkered games how how did you how did you get where did you get that from how did you how did you get that? I believe I was at one one time and you were doing it. Is that the one where I flubbed it up? <laughs> I don't think so. No, <laughs> you flubbed one. I went one? back and repeated. I, yeah, I remember I, they were yeah you know, with the rockets red glare. Yeah, and I was like instead of going to that next verse. Yeah, I think it was the first one I ever did. I was probably a little nervous, you know. Plus it was ice cold down there. Oh on, yeah, well it was. Yeah, I'm sure it was. And um, and I so yeah I um. I, I repeated the the verse before it again. It, uh, some of the guys in the team would turn around and look like because they were they were doing this long stream of things going across the top of the Coliseum, uh, you know, above. Right. Whenever I said, "And the Rockets, Red Glare," you know, it's supposed to do something, you know. And you could, I saw it out of the corner of my eye. Something just kind of clicked and it went off. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's a great one. That's a good story. Yeah, uh, man. Yeah. So yeah, that was that was. Embarrassing, but it was funny at the same time. No, it's a great story. They though. didn't. They didn't hold. They didn't hold it against me because I went back and did it some more. You know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that was a pretty. That was pretty cool. Well, that was in the old. I was in what the old Charlotte Coliseum too, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. That's yeah, man. Yeah, that's cool. I mean, heck yeah. So how'd you how'd you get that job? Uh, I was doing a lot of. Um, you, do you remember the, all the karaoke stuff yeah. that everybody used to sing to and all that back in the back in that time? Mm-hmm. Well, there was a uh, 
studio here in town that hired me and I, I did a lot of that stuff and right uh it just you, you know connections all just was, connections you know. what it was well yeah. that's 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 too cool yeah. though i mean yeah um you know yeah <laughs> so yeah I, I think i remember that one time yeah so so yeah that was a uh, that was that was one of the uh left turn moments you know <laughs> everything was going great i was you know i was on top of the world and all of a sudden i go do this thing and i'm all excited about it <laughs> But I, but I'm freezing cold at the same time, and I'm like, blah, 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 blah. I'm like, oh god, you know. I, I really wasn't, really wasn't that nervous about it, you know, because you're, right. you're just, you're just singing, you know. Was it the first time you did it? That was the first time, yeah, <laughs> the first time I did it. <laughs> so I said, okay, I got to redeem myself. You know? They were cool, you know. They were cool. That's cool. Know? Yeah, that's really cool. It wasn't a, that big. Of a, I guess, I guess it could have been a bigger, bigger deal if they wanted it to be, but they, I mean, they hired me back to keep coming back and doing it so. and, and I, I mean i think it's probably your attitude that helps too you know yeah yeah so, okay. you know so 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 what was the next big step in your music career after like timepiece and that all, i was going you know or new york tell me about that yeah that was like another that was basically the same thing with um a little different style of music those guys were what had happened was i was i had um you know, in those early days, I've got a life story that you would love to hear at some point. But uh, it, to cut it short, the I ha, had to I didn't have a lot of money, and so I was you know the PA stuff was mine, and I was like I got, I need some money, right? You know, I'm broke and blah blah blah. And there's a whole story backstory to all that. But um, so anyway, I sold one of my power amps to uh, my buddy Tommy Gunnerson down in Rock Hill, okay, and. Um, that kind of made some of the guys, one of the guys mad in, in the group. And I was like, well, man, you know, I'm basically homeless and I don't have any money and blah, 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 right. and all this stuff. And I said, dude, I, you know, we Gotta can get it on the power amp. I said, I just needed some money. Right. I said, I'm not going to go begging anybody. I mean, I got, you know, I got to right. make my own way, you know? So, and so that kind of, for whatever reason, kind of, you know, yeah, just kind of, Turn, did a little left turn there. So when I went down to uh, talking to Tommy, I said, "He said, man, there's a there's a there's a band here uh, called New York that's looking for a drummer. You ought to call him up." And I said, "I got the number." And so then I told the guys, I said, "Well, if everybody's that mad about it, I said, you know, it's it's all my PA and it's stuff my anyway. PA, I don't know why so. you're mad about it." Right. And, and I, I didn't do it to hurt anybody, but. You know, I just need money, right. and it what that, that's the only reason. And so, uh, we just decided to, you know, sure, I'm move gonna... on. And so, so I called and, and talked to Jimmy and went down and played with him a couple songs, and we were gone on the yeah, road. Yeah. And so it was a little different style. They were more into uh, sort of the glammy. Right. I was still in. I was still in all that good late seventies rock and right. punk, you know. And they had. A, had a little bit more of um, Alice Cooper kind of right. vibe thing, and they wore shiny clothes, and it was kind of new to me. But I kind of brought them around after a while. I had them doing a couple of Mother's Finest songs. Oh, yeah, there you go. But, you Mother's know, Finest. <laughs> you, yeah. know, oh, yeah. you know, some other stuff. Because, you know, they, they kind of saw what was what I liked, too, and they were very accommodating with that. And even Danny loved it, the the guitar, the lead guitar player. Danny he, Brewer? He loved it. Danny Guyton. Okay. Uh, okay. I, I mean, he I was know a, a rock a musician named Danny Brewer, and I was wondering if it was him. 
yeah, Danny passed away a few years back too. But uh, man, he uh, we we hit it off immediately. We loved the same kind of music. We loved the Dixie Dregs and all these other things. Right. And so we would we would do little things. They'd, they'd give me a solo, and and then Danny and I put a little thing together with just he and I on guitar and drums. Right. And we would we'd do little excerpts of like "What If" you know by the Dixie Dregs. We'd do little things like that and put a little. Uh, a little montage of just uh, some cool little riffs like that, and, and kept it funky too. You know, were you singing? Were you singing back then too? Yeah, yeah, they loved it because because I, I could do all the high parts and stuff, and so that's cool. Uh, yeah, and so we did that for about two and a half years, <clears throat> and then I got a I got an offer. Uh, this guy up in Winston was doing a uh, putting a, a a second band together. He already had one band called Kid Shaleen uh, from Winston Salem, right? And um, anyway, so that that I went ahead and did that. I, I bought me a brand new set of. Uh, they just come out. Neil Pert had designed these uh, Tama Art Stars, right? It was the first edition of them that came out, and the Cordia wood and all that. And uh, so I bought that big kit and uh, moved up to Winston. And the guy paid us. He put a band together. Three guys from. Oh, there was a band I was in after that. It was called bullet uh that turned into a couple of other bands that two of the guys are still my best friends today that's cool so i did that first i'm sorry that was a whole nother thing too um that was hit attractions back then oh, you know, yeah. booking all that stuff all right. the college stuff and frat mm-hmm. parties and all those kind of things and yep. uh, did that oh yeah then in 83 they uh, moved up to winston and we, this guy paid he put got three guys from my band the band i was in with bullet and uh three bands from three guys from a band uh called zach up in winston so the singer jeff and the bass player and chris roberts did you know chris roberts i don't know guitar player Mm -mm. great guy uh he was up around the hickory area and um those three guys from that band and then three guys from bullet was myself johnny webb and um Greg Hurley from Winston. And actually, Greg was the one that told Johnny and I about it because we were all playing together in that bullet band. Right. And he said, man, this, this guy's putting a, another band. He's got one band called Kid Shalene, and uh, got them out playing. I bought them a new conversion van to ride in. They have a road crew and big lights, all that stuff. Oh, so yeah, that's cool. He's going, he wanted another band, so that was what that was. Uh, there's a story to that, but it's going to be a little too long-winded. But that was a great – we rehearsed a whole summer, a whole, every day, five days a week. Five days a week, that's what we did. We rehearsed. Wow. And, got, and we put two different shows together. And it was so good. It was just – it was really good. And it just, it's, it's sad, but it just – without going into all that crap, it was just – it was sad. I was really, really just, really just sad about it because it – we were ready to go, and and just you know what 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 we were told, and I didn't care. Nobody really cared, right? Except for one person, and but um, and we said, well, just just give that person what you told him, and then right. you know, he said instead of getting us a brand new conversion van, he's going to get us a, a a late model conversion van, right? You know, and. It was, and, and the pay, instead of being this amount, it was be right. just a little bit less just oh, to yeah. get us going and started. 
And we were all fine with it except one guy. And we were just like, well, give that guy, just give that guy what he wants. Just give him the, give him the money. He can have my money. I don't right. care. Oh, yeah. You know, this is too good to not do. Oh, yeah. You know, and it's, it's going to end up being great because we're good. We got somebody backing us, you know? Right. And that could have led to, you know, I could have been playing with some sure. famous guy a couple <laughs> years later. Because, I mean, we were, we, were, uh, we were moving up to a different level. Right. Oh, yeah. You know, and I knew how good I was and I knew how valuable I was. And I'm not bragging. I'm just saying I could sing and I could right. play. Right. Oh, yeah. And that, 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 that could have been a perfect next step, you know? But right. Anyway, that was. Sadly, that was I was tore up about that. I was just so sad yeah. about it. Oh yeah. Uh, but that didn't that didn't happen and it was such a sad thing. But um which led to the next thing, you know, and I just kept it just kept going and going and going. And I got the gig. What's that? No, it was I think after that then I got the gig with uh, I was playing with Oh, I went on this Canadian tour with this uh band from Winston called Heather's Desire. And we did a month in Canada. And Mike Mike Uzel from Nantucket had uh, booked an agency there in Raleigh, and um, <clears throat> he had called. Somebody told him about me, and he called me and asked me if I wanted to, you know, do that tour with those guys. And I said, right. "Sure, that sounds great." Well, when I got back from that, he had asked how how how, how it went to those folks, and they were like, "That motherfucker's bad as hell." Oh, sorry. Oh, yeah, <laughs> said, no, that's okay. Said, yeah, that's cool. <laughs> he said. He said he's he's I'll, on the one, you know. I'll push it over and call it explicit, and you'll get like three times the listens. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, he had really good things to say about my playing and right. getting along and singing and all that stuff. So they hired me. So I went and played with them in the summer of '90. So I played with Nantucket in the summer of '90, and um, had had a lot of fun with that. And yeah, I'm bass sure player. You did. Thumbs. David Johnson was a bass player, and at that time, and he and I just, God, he, he couldn't believe it either because they gave me the they get now here we go cassette tapes. <laughs> they oh gave yeah, me cassettes yeah, yeah. Of the live You're show. dating yourself. Yep, yep there you yeah. go. Yeah. So, uh, so what I would do is I would, I didn't want to write all that stuff out because it, it was going to be real, real quick. It's going to be because right. I was going to go up there and rehearse with them, and then we're gone. You know, right? And um, so I just put the cassette tapes in, and I would play them all day and all night and I'd scribble some stuff down right. but I would and but then I would play it and it'd be playing automatically while I was sleeping right. so it, it was just getting in my subconscious to, for you know like a week sure and I and I got and it was the live stuff so whatever Dave and the drummer they had right worked out on bass and drums yeah these little things that you know weren't on the recordings yeah but they would add you know, once you get in there, you're starting to mess around a little bit and having some fun with the songs. But, and I was hitting all those stuff, all that stuff. And, and David, the bass player, just stopped playing. <laughs> and, he, and he swore, I'm not going to say it, but he swore. And he said, he said, what? he said, me. And the, the guy's name was Kick that, that was playing drums before huh. me. Oh, yeah. And I, <laughs> he said, he said, me and Kick, man, we worked on that stuff for hours trying to get there. And you come in here and play it the first time. <laughs> What's up with that, man? Uh, I said, well, I had to learn the stuff, right? That's why I'm here. <laughs> there you go. That's, you know? Yeah. But, uh, and so we, we hit it off automatically after that. You know, Mike Mike just, he, he stood up. He said, I told you he could play. <laughs> <laughs> That's great, man. That's really good. And I got to meet a lot of cool people that you and I, uh, 
know all about, you know, back playing with those guys. You I'm know, sure we, you did like Derek Dutton. St. Holmes. Oh, yeah. Derek St. Holmes, man, I got to meet him and, and, you know, had a good time, you know, after we all played and just people like that we know and those great bands, you know, from the 70s. Oh, you know? yeah. Oh, that's cool. I mean, yeah. Nantucket was really hot there too for a while, man. That first record was killer. Yeah, it was killer. Yeah, it was. I agree. Second one's good. And, and they had, there were some good songs on the second one too. Yeah, that first one oh, there was a beast. Yeah. That was the one, dude. Mm-hmm. That was the one. Yeah. So but that was a lot, that was a lot of fun, and like I say, it just keeps going. It just keeps on going from there. It just it doesn't stop. <laughs> so so when did you decide that uh, you were going to do it on your own? Um. So after I played that summer with those guys, yeah, and then I moved. I moved back to. I got married. I got married. I got married and. Lived up at the lake. Yeah, I actually lived. Uh, I lived right across the street from um, Dale Earnhardt's shop. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, you did uh, live at the lake. Yeah, and uh, uh, when I moved back, I looked into Creative Loafing, and I'm sure you remember that magazine. I do, <clears throat> and I was just looking to see if anybody was looking for a drummer. Well, there was this ad in the creative loafing and it said <clears throat> three brothers, guitar, bass and drums looking for a singer, funk rock, looking for a singer. I can sing. I'm cool. I can run a show. I'm fine with right. it. I'm good. So I, I called it up. It was Kevin Gill. It was a Gill brothers here oh, in Charlotte. Yeah. yeah. I said, Hey man, I said, I saw your ad. He said, all right, man, that's cool. Well, so we decided we picked five songs over the phone, and they were all living over by UNCC, going okay. to school over there, and they had a house over there together. And so we uh, we had everything set up, and we picked like you know, uh, you know, like Living Color, like, like oh, uh, yeah, Culture Personality, yeah, and like yeah. you know, just five different kind of songs because it was all really like funk, Chili Peppers kind of funk based stuff. Yeah, and they could all play. I mean, they. They every they were just incredible, incredible, and so we did those five songs, and we just after the last song, it was like we were already, you know, we were already you already had a band, <laughs> we, yeah, we already had a band. It was like we could go play that night, you know, right? And, uh, so that was called we called it Brothers from Mother, uh-huh. and I would have to say that was probably the overall best band I've ever played in. Wow. That's saying a lot, and that's saying a lot for a lot of a lot of musicians I played with. Yeah. But as a, as a band playing, and they're so proficient at each of their instruments, and they were all brothers on top right. of that. Yeah, that helps too. And dude, <clears throat> our first gig was uh, in the parking lot at Amos's first year, ah. uh, first first year anniversary party. That was wow. our first gig. That's a cool gig. That would have been a cool yeah. gig. Yeah. And of course it's slammed and it's beautiful outside. And there was there was more than there was like one other band and I think in us. And that was our first gig. But uh Brian, the bass player, was already playing in a band called Daddy Blue at the time that was playing at Amos's oh. already. Oh, so you already got a in. So they knew that John knew that we were gonna be good. Right. So um 
Was it different? We did that. We did that gig, dude, and there was there was probably four or five hundred people there, and it, it just it it was a meet. It was like it was like you know George Clinton came down and dropped the mothership. <laughs> oh yeah. And said okay, the world is yours. <laughs> you know what I mean? It was like it was just that instant. It was that it took off right immediately after that first gig. Was it was it hard for you not to be a drummer at that point? Just be a singer? Hell, I love man. I love singing. Yeah. And if you got, you got that good a band behind you, man, then that makes it oh a lot easier, you know? Oh, yeah, man. It, it was so, it, everything was easy. There was nothing to think about. Everybody right. knew exactly what they were doing. There was never a question. Of it. We just, everybody did everything, you know? No. It was great. It, that's, that's probably the, the hardest working, no hard working band I've ever oh, been yeah. in. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Got you. Because there was, no, there was no struggle for any, we could play anything we wanted to play. That's great. You know, that that's probably the best band I've ever been in and ever will be in. That's great. I mean. Uh, but we did Fishbone and oh, Chili yeah. Peppers. Oh, and, man, that's good stuff, too. And we did Prince and we did, you know what I mean? Right. We just covered everything that was fun. It was a complete party. And, dude, we just hit the road. You know, then uh, East Coast was booking us all these frat parties. Dude, everywhere we went, oh, it was yeah. just, it was just off the chain, dude. It was just off the chain. And we got to look. Dallas Austin. Uh, this guy, uh, one of the, one of his friends, his name was Arn. He uh, he he's from Chicago, and he happened to be somewhere where we were playing, mm-hmm. and saw us, and he loved us. He just absolutely loved us. He says, he says, man, you know, do you know uh, what was the name of the? Don't go chasing waterfalls. Oh, Who was that? Uh, yeah. Who was that? Yeah, yeah. I can't. That group. She had the right. left eye. Was one of the girls. She had the yep. little, yep. Uh, I, yep. the little thing under her eye, yep. like the quarterbacks do, yep. reflecting, uh, reflecting pain or whatever. Who it is? I, yeah, I can't think. What's the name of that group? Uh, it'll come to me in a second. But anyway, so that that was Dallas Austin's band. Oh, okay. Down, down in Atlanta, he produced them. So he says, I, I called when I saw you guys. I immediately. Walked outside. This is how good the band was. I mean, that guy saw us and heard like four or five songs. And played, of course, everywhere we played was packed. That's too and cool. He 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 called uh, Dallas. He said, he said, I'm seeing this these four white guys, man. They're just they're funky and they're rock and, and they're. I've, I've been talking to people, uh, asking people in the crowd, uh, you know, who are these guys? What's their story? And they were, I guess they were telling me, you know, it's packed out all the time. These guys are great, blah, blah, blah. And so he said, well, bring them down here. Let's, let's get them in the studio. And so we went down there and um, to Atlanta and went to the studio. And they had the whole Atlanta music press writers yeah. there. There was like 20 of them. Wow. In the studio. And they were, they were all, <laughs> I don't know, man. I guess they were going to. <laughs> make some kind of big to do out right. of, of what was going to happen or something. You know, they had already maybe envisioned something. Well, here's what they envisioned. They had this young producer engineer guy <clears throat> and we were the farthest thing from what they were. Wanting oh. to do. And, and trust me, trust me, I can bend and we could all bend. We could all bend. We could bend to, to, to get our foot in the door. Right. Of course. We couldn't bend that far because we couldn't pull. There's no way we could pull it off, man. He goes, they were looking for like a nine inch nails kind of thing. Oh yeah, that's totally different. Yeah, and it's just like you know we're we could we could we we talked about it. We said well, 
and we we knew as soon as we all kind of looked at each other like, you know, we're a bunch of little schoolboys in the fourth grade going, hey, I think that girl likes me. No, she likes me. You know, we're all fighting. We're going like, no, nah, man, I don't know how we can do that. How can we? How can we even? We might could try to go a little bit that way, but we're just really not that. Yeah, we're, we don't listen to that kind of music. You know, we don't know. We don't. We're, we're not those. We're not those guys. We're not even in the same ballpark. So that that was a because we wanted to. You know, I, I was. You know, and he would come back and stay with me. Uh, the, you know, the guy that right. saw us, he'd, he'd come back up here and stay with me and talking about it and everything and. And I was like, and I'd take him out on the lake, and we'd go out on the boats and have a good time and all that. But I was like, I, I said, dude, I mean, if that's really what they're looking for, you know, we, we, I don't, we can't pull, it, we can't pull it off, man. We can, we can, we can play that, but we, it's not, it's not going to yeah, be real. I, I, yeah. Well, and even if it's not going to be real, I don't think it'll be good enough because right. it's not, it's not what we're made of at all. We don't have any, any inch of that in us, right? At all. And I was like, well. Can't they just, you know, can't he just... Let us be us. Let, let us be us. Let's just do this, man. Record you know, companies and, can sure mess that up, for sure. Yeah, and I was just like, I mean, if that's all he's looking for, geez. I know. You know he just he was trying to hit another market to cover a bunch of different bases for, personally, you know, or whatever. That he, can, he can have different acts or something, but I was like, why did you bring a, a white funk, a a funk, funk rock, man? You know, down here to try to be like, you know, Nine Inch Nails. Nine Inch Nails, like, yeah. Like I said, we, you know, we were willing to bend some to, to, sure, to get something to get something happening. But it was like we didn't do it out of going, no, we're not going to do that. Right. It's like, no, we can't do that. Yeah, yeah <laughs> it's exactly. Not gonna, it's not gonna. It's not gonna. It's not gonna. It ain't gonna work. It yeah. is, it's not, we're just not that kind of. We're not that kind at all. We're not even. We're not even in the. Same hemisphere of that. I hear you. But so, so that was that was kind of a letdown. So there's been a couple of letdowns that weren't anyone's particular fault, really, except for maybe the one group I was talking about that was like. But we tried to say, just give give that guy, give that guy whatever he wants. Give him, you know, he can have my money. I don't right. care. Yeah, oh yeah. I just want oh, to take yeah. this thing and go. You know, there was a couple of them that was. I'm telling you, brothers could have been something, man. We because it was right in that time we were perfect. We were like we did Jane's Addiction and we did Fishbone. No, that's cool. We did Chili stuff. Peppers. You know, we did all. We were in. You know, but then we did Bill Withers. That's cool anything stuff. that had a good groove to it. You know, that stuff could still work today, man. That's good. Stuff. Yeah, 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 man. I love Jane's Addiction. That's oh. them. The Chili Peppers were probably Fishbone. Oh, yeah. Fishbone, some of my favorites. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Mm, mm, mm. But anyway, so that. That was a huge heartbreak because, dude, we killed it everywhere we went. Everywhere we went, we killed it. We, we, we just walked in and had fun and did what we did. We didn't think nothing else past that. Right. It would, it, we didn't think we were, you know, too, too good for our own britches or anything like that. We just, we just did what we did, you know, and just, we had fun. Yeah. We just had fun. We had no, everybody was super cool. That's cool. You know, um, that was that was probably the best band I've ever been in, and I was the lead singer in it. And that's still probably the best band I've ever been in. I hear you, but um, yeah. full of talent, and it just like I say, man, it kept going from there. <laughs> oh <laughs> just, yeah. But then, so so what happened was I had my first child, um, and that uh, I said, okay, all right, now I'm going to have to make <clears throat> double the money I'm making now. Yeah. And oh. so uh, 
myself and this great guitarist and great guy, Dustin Hoffs, here from here in Charlotte, who lives in Boone now, and Donnie Marshall, who's uh, the, the king of the drum scene here in Charlotte. We were doing a every Tuesday night um, acoustic thing where I was just singing, Dustin was playing acoustic, and Donnie was playing percussion. Right. At this place called The Foundry. And um, Dustin came in one night, and he was working at Action Music at the time, too. And um, he came in with this beautiful, this was 93, 93, and he came with this beautiful, playing this beautiful uh, Santa Fe, the first edition, the Santa Fe Takamini acoustic electric. Oh, yeah. Electric. Oh, yeah. I remember those. Yeah. Those are beautiful guitars. And they sound incredible. So I was like, oh, my God, man, that thing sounded, well, he was playing it. That's why it sounded good, too. But I said, it's beautiful. You know, everything on it's real. All the turquoise and inlays and all that stuff, it's, it's all real. And um, he said, well, they've got one more down at the store. Go down and get it tomorrow. So I drove down there, Alan and Jimmy's place, Action Music, and I said, man, there it is right there. I said, Dustin played it last night. And I said, I, he said, you had one more. I want it. And so I bought it, and that's the one I've played ever since then. Yeah, I've seen, I've seen you with it, man. That's a cool guitar. Yeah, I'm it really is. I'm glad to know that story. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, that's, that, that's, uh, that's been a great guitar for me. And then I found a, the second one a few years later over at a little shop over here that's not here anymore called Holloway's in Monroe. Ah. It's a 96 model. It's got kind of like the, uh, the gold leaf in, in, inlay on the fretboard. Right. And it's a Santa Fe as well, but it's a you know a little different one. But different it, it sounds the same body style and everything. It's just uh, it's it, and so I have the original one, the '93 one, and then I have the '96 one. I love those guitars. Man. Those are cool. Love those guitars. So I started doing that. I started doing acoustic stuff along with I had bands during that time too, you know. And I was right. doing some original shows because I've been putting out records. I I guess I started putting records out, and uh, the first record was the first record was Brothers from Mother. Okay. That was the first record. And and it kind of go from that. Then I started doing the acoustic thing, so it started being kind of like you were talking about, me and the, a lot of people just know me from that. Yeah, I mean. You know, so I put out, I guess I've got all these things yeah. on my wall here, I can tell you, but there's, I don't know how many there are here. But I had bands along the way, too. I never stopped. Right, playing having, a band. having a band. Yeah, I never never stopped having a band, but it started in uh, the Brothers, and it goes right after that. It's like every two years I'd put out a record, you know. That's cool. So they're all over my walls in here, in my office, you know. Yeah. Oh. But and on some, I'm on a bunch of the uh, radio. You know how the radio put out like um, like uh, the the Fox or uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What's the other What's the other rock station? Um, it's E&D. What, what's the, what was the name of it? Um, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Anyway, they put one out, so I had a song put on. You know, one of my songs was on all those. On a bunch of different kind compilations, of yeah. Yeah. But there's a Carolina music compilation. I had a song on that and blah, blah, blah. I just, you know. Yeah. Right. I, I'm, I'm, you know what, man? I, what I am, I am full of gratitude <laughs> is what I am. Well, I, mean, <laughs> I mean, you've worked a long time. you worked at, at music. I mean, basically your whole entire life. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, that's my mom played in church. So I, we had an organ and a piano in the house. And so she was always playing and she just played church music. My bro and my brothers played. That's how I knew Terry Loveless. That's oh, okay. how I knew Terry at a young age. Because he and, he and Frankie were friends back then, you know. Oh, yeah. 
But uh, I remember Terry. Terry was not only he was a great drummer and a great singer. Oh my God! Yeah, that's mm-hmm. how I cut my teeth. He just put he sit me over there on the side and say, "Just check it out." You know, as far as that's all he'd to, say. As far as learning to play, man, and p- play and sing, he just he was, he was really good. Yeah, he really he, was. He, he he was the man at it, and he was a sweetheart. I mean, I was a little kid, and I guess he just took me under his wing because I was, you know, his. His buddy's little brother, you know, and he, I guess he saw something in me or well, something. Yeah, you know, you have to sometimes, you know, sometimes it's something like that that really sits the whole course for everything you do. Yeah. yeah. That's what happened, I guess, so, you know, because I don't know how to do anything else. So what, <laughs> so what you got going on these days? Well, I am, I've written a bunch of songs and... I've got a few more that I want to write, and I'm gonna put out one more record. I think that's cool. Um, but I'm I'm playing most. I play mostly nowadays. I still play a couple places, and hopefully I'll be able to play some of those when things get back to normal, right. or, or where we can like you know. I, there's one place that I loved playing. Like I did a couple of New Year's parties for them with them, with my trio a couple of times. But I've done. I used to play up there a lot. Uh, I played probably four times a year. Up at the Purple Onion, up in Saluda. Sure, I love it. I played there. It's a great place. Yeah, yep. and so I, I hope that I'll be able to get back up there and play when they start having music again. Um, but I play mostly like country club gigs now, you know, private parties, and some some um, some public stuff. So you've uh, been able. This, uh, so you've been able to work during twenty twenty somewhat, somewhat. What well, well, during the. Um, it started in March, I guess. Yeah. Um, so I was time I got to play a real job. Wasn't. Yeah, I I I got very lucky, and uh, for, because of people in Charlotte, where I've been playing, and have all these friends and people that like what I do, I guess they. Yeah. Um, I started playing a bunch of private parties yeah. at the country, a bunch of these country clubs, and so, you know, at their houses and stuff. Right. Oh yeah, that's great. And, I mean. And so that I was actually doing, and I was doing Facebook Live. Yeah, and people were so kind and supportive and sweet to me. And uh, like I say, I'm I'm full of gratitude, man. That's that's really the basis of my whole <laughs> existence now. Is just how thankful I am for for the people that they seem to, you know, want to make sure I'm I'm doing okay. I guess I, I don't know any other way to put it, but. That's you know, great. they they, I mean, they love my songs. They love my songs. You know, they love the songs that I do by other people, but they know where my heart is. And um, well, you know, they, you, I guess you've cultivated that base being down there now for a pretty good while. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. But it's been a it's been a true blessing, and I just um, so I got through that, and then just playing so much that uh, and it's these uh, these private parties at people's homes and stuff. To, um, Apparently, you know, this stuff wasn't hurting them financially. <laughs> you know, yeah, they, yeah, I'm sure. I'm, there's a lot so, of people made a lot of money during this time. Yeah, so. yeah, exactly. So I, I just was lucky, uh, you know, yeah, I guess be, be here or something and people talking about me or whatever. But um, I, I got through that, but then the bottom fell out uh, in November and December, right? Oh, yeah, January and February doesn't look good. Yeah. Um, so that's that's when it's it hit me. I got I got through the early part initial. Yeah, yeah, I got through the initial part of it, and 
then I guess it did start hurting, hurting yeah. people, you know, um, just drug on so long, you know? Yeah. 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 And I feel bad for people, people that solely depend on, well, like me, I solely depend on right. it, you know, but, um, um, but I, for my brothers and sisters that are out here doing it and, and they're solely dependent on it, or if they were depending on that and had a job, they, they don't even have their job either. Right, exactly. Uh, you know, that's, Oh that's, yeah. Um, I mean, I, I talk to hard, somebody every day that, that is struggling who, you know, made a decent, made a decent living playing music. And now they're, you know, they're struggling. Um, yeah. Man. Yeah. That's the pain. That's the painful part of it. Uh, and so people like, people like, and I can tell just by the way you're talking and stuff is you're, we're probably compatible in that same area that we sure. care, we care about people and we care about, especially the people in our industry. Oh. And, um, you know, I can't say that I'm friends with everyone and, and it's not because I don't want to be their friends. It's just like we, we might say hi or something, but right. never have an opportunity to get to know one another. So you can't, you can't really get to know a person just by saying hi and right, saying, Hey, can. I know that person. Oh, Cause yeah. I, I don't do that. I don't, if somebody says, do you know, blah, blah, blah. And I'll say, well, we said hi before, but right. I don't, I can't, I can tell you, I know their name and I know what they play music, but I, I don't know them. You know, one of the cool things about the podcast is, you know, I've gotten to even people that I knew really well, I've learned so much about them that, that I didn't know. And, and all right, I'll take it. You know, I talked to you, man, I feel really close just after this podcast here you know <laughs> well see what you went and done see man we're sharing we're sharing stuff that you can't share with everybody I mean, right i have, I have a group of li listeners that love this stuff um i guess they love to see how musicians struggle i don't know <laughs> yeah yeah maybe so i don't know well that's part of it though that's where our that's where the part of our song list comes from in the sad songs too. Yeah, you know, yeah, you yeah. Know, i'm a happy guy uh, well yeah i'm both but you know, I like the happy songs and especially going out and making people have a good time to get away from whatever they're right. doing uh, outside of that. But, you know, that's where our sad songs come from, too, you know? True. I mean, yeah. I, I've always heard that, um, well, particularly from people I've been around, is if I get too happy, my songwriting sucks. <laughs> you know? so you know you can't be too happy man. so so they keep saying maybe one song worth but that's it exactly and you know they say uh uh man you must be happy and i'll say why and kevin will go because your songs suck <laughs> so, oh you know it's according to what kind of crowd you're in yeah you're it is crowd full of girls you know what they're wanting yeah, exactly so, oh yeah you know right. and i would much rather play for a bunch of girls than a bunch of guys oh me you know? too oh, every day of the week every day of the week so. i've got the uh i've got the important concept of um great music and that and i listen to that music but I, I i could put a band together and go out and play that music but nobody would show up yeah, with the guys, oh, the guys yeah. that like that music sure you know oh yeah oh yeah there'd be no girls there if you did that if you yeah, played that stuff yeah, that you I, wanted to I, I love my i love my family on both sides of boys and girls but you know if i'm gonna play out live man i want to see a bunch of girls but they're gonna oh, have fun yeah. and it's gonna make everybody else have fun oh yeah well you know there's certain tunes and certain styles of music that you know, you can have fun, you can play, and, and you know, I mean. You, you can get, break one down. Man, you can do a couple in there. You can throw a couple of those sure in there. You can, can give them a break, you know, so they can get them a, a fresh glass of water or sure. whatever they're drinking. Exactly. You know, you can, you, can, you can do those. You can do those slow songs or those songs that mean something to you, too, you know? Yeah, you can. You can, but you're going you to have to surround it with um, 
maybe some Bob Marley or uh, sure, you know, I mean something. And that's that, the thing. That's up, yeah. you know. That's the thing right there, and that's, that was the thing that was so good about Brothers from Other. And I'll always go back to that. Is that's we that's we could do that, and yeah. we could pull it off. Well, we could pull it off, you know. Listen, I put the uh, Lake Montonia. Uh, rode on for parties a million times, you know. Oh, just put that thing on, man, and let it roll. Good time happens. You don't have oh, to. Oh man, you don't have to do nothing. Man, that is, that is too nice. You know, all you have to do that is, is put that nice. on, and and everything improves. Oh you know? well, I you know I I really appreciate you saying that. That's very that's that makes uh that makes it all worth being written. You know, you know. Well, you know, I spend a lot of time now as a podcaster. Uh, and I, you know, I hear a lot of music and a lot of local music, a whole lot of local music. But um, and there's a lot of different genres, particularly in Kings in the Kings Mountain Shelby area. There's a lot of good mm-hmm. musicians, a lot of different types you, of music. You're you're not kidding. And there's a lot of you know before that before that who's here now, before that and before that. Oh yeah, in this area. Oh you yeah, know, it goes way back, way back. And and you know. Um, after listening to a ton of it and playing with a ton of the people here, that's still one of my favorite projects that's come out of Cleveland County. So, sure, you know, I tell that to sure. people all the time, uh, and, and and you know, it's uh, different than anything anyone else has put out here. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's a cool record. So, well, thank you for saying that. I really appreciate that, man. Yeah. I really, and it was uh, like so. And I tell you, uh, I can tell you, you asked me earlier about. Uh, you know, writing the songs and right. blah, blah, blah. And, and I, I wanted to mention to you then, but I, I have to just because, uh, you know, my, my grandma's not here anymore, but uh, I was on the way up to the studio and stopped and got a, a, a Thai restaurant here in town on the way. And I was waiting on my food and it was a Sunday. It was beautiful outside. It was beautiful. And so I'm in there and waiting on my Thai food before I go to the studio, you know? Right. So, uh, I grabbed my napkin. I just had a, I don't know why, I don't know why it was, how it hit me right that minute, but there's a song on Lake Montano Road called Laughing at the Devil. Yeah. 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 I wrote that song for my grandma and I wrote it right then and there. I wrote every bit of it and went straight there. And there's nothing really to it besides this drum, a drum beat, like a, we will rock you drum beat. And, uh, Jason came in on a, on a little keyboard solo on it. And and that's the way I wanted it. I just wanted it real. It's Uh, cool too. That, that ends up that record too, you know? Yeah, and, and uh, I wrote that for my grandma because she was one of those that she felt the spirit on Sundays when we went to church. You know, she'd be uh-huh. running up and down the pews with her hands raised up, you know, oh, and all yeah. that. Oh, so yeah. uh, I just, I don't know why. It's just on that Sunday, and it was church day, I guess. I don't know what happened in my brain, but something happened. And I just wrote it all down, and I said, well, I know we're going to do these other two songs, but let's do this one right quick, you know. So That's cool. I mean, that, that's really cool. It, it is good when you can write something around your family members. I mean, yeah, yeah. That's that best. that song meant meant something to me. All of them do, but that one and the young one. The young one's probably my favorite song. Really? Yeah. The young one's a good song too. Now, there's no doubt about that. Did um, you remember who played on on that record with you? Yeah, that was uh, that was Jason uh, Atkins played uh, keys. Uh, Eric Lavelle played. Oh, some guitar yeah, on it. Very... He, I did it at his house. So that's where we did it. Oh, okay. There, there, Gigi was in the background singing some of those right. laughing at the devil yeah. things with me too. And uh, we were all ganging on those. You know, right. but, uh, oh, yeah. Uh, Scott Pope played a uh, bass on all of it. That was his actual first recording he'd ever been on. He told oh, really? me after that was over. He said, man, you'll, 
this is the first record I've ever been on. <laughs> he did a good job. I mean, this is funky. Shoot, man. He's bad. He's yeah. a bad – he's always been a bad boy. I don't know if you know Scott, but he's a he's funky. a bad boy. He's been in Nashville for the longest time now out there touring with people. Yeah. He did um, a good job but, on that. Yeah, he really did. He did. And uh, uh, so Scott, Jason, Eric, myself, Gigi come in on some <clears throat> on some gang vocals. Um, I had uh, Rusty – no, Rusty, that was on a different record. I was going to say Rusty Barkley, but no, it's a different record. I um, know Rusty, too, yeah. Uh, Who played harmonica uh, on that thing? Did you do it? That uh, Stephen Engler, uh, oh. he, he guy here in town that had a band called Megaphonics. Back oh, in the yeah, Brothers I remember the Megaphonics, yeah. Remember the Megs? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And Dave, Big Dave. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Played bass, and he passed away. I, I got to play with him. We we joined back up together as friends because we hadn't seen each other in a long, long time, and, and I was playing down at the beach a lot, and uh, – I got him to come and play a couple of gigs with my band, you know, nice. playing bass. And so we got back together and was touching the next thing, you know, just woke up one day and had a heart attack. Yeah, man. That's, I, I mean, that's, <clears throat> that's bad. I, I don't know if that's the the best way to go, but you know, it's, it's quick and you don't, I guess it's, you know, it's always, that is not a good way. We'll forget, we'll forget that. Yeah. yeah. That's uh that, you know, that's, there's another friend of mine that, um, a couple of weeks ago, he told me that, uh, so a friend of mine from Columbia, and uh, we were back at the beach. You know, to that point again, we were playing down there uh, a lot. And um, Wild Bill, I call him Wild Bill. He uh, come down, and he was <clears throat> neighbors with uh, a four-star uh, brigadier general from the Air Force, uh, a neighbor, and they were really, really good buddies. And they had all come down to the beach to see us. Well, the next couple of times that we went to the beach, he showed up with his saxophone. Uh-huh. So he'd sit in and play some sax with us, right? Yeah. And uh, you're just talking about, you know passing away like that well right. he called me last week and said man the general general passed away and i just i thought you'd you know you'd want to know because we had a lot of yeah. a lot of good times a couple of summers there you know and stuff oh yeah i said, oh. I said well what happened he said he just he went to sleep and he just didn't wake back up well i mean we should be so lucky i guess yeah yeah if you're gonna go yep. i mean what a, what a can't mean, be a more peaceful way than no, that no that's pretty peaceful yeah so Scoot, I, th- I I know you're a busy man, and I do appreciate you taking the time to do this. Sure, sure. Well, thank you. I enjoy it. I enjoy talking to people. You probably realize that because I run my mouth so much. Well, you know, <laughs> I do too. And I, people have told me we could talk a lot, you and I. And we can. <laughs> sure. Know? So it is good. I, I do appreciate it. It's been a lot of fun. Um, when things get better, I hope I'll see you out playing somewhere. Yeah, likewise, man. It'd be great. All Remember, right. uh, if, you, if you need some drum tracks, here I am. I'll, I'll keep that in mind, <laughs> brother. All, All right. right, scoopmusic.com. Don't forget that's oh, yeah, a promote, yeah, promote that stuff. Go ahead, re- yeah, promote that. That's, my website's scoopmusic.com, um, and then my Facebook stuff is all Scoop Pittman or Facebook and um, Instagram, that kind of stuff. Uh-huh. I don't really do a whole lot on it, but um, those are where you can find me in yep. case you're interested. All right. Here where you can get him. I'm sure that uh, you got and some I'm money. on Spotify, Spotify, iTunes, oh, my yeah. music's everywhere. It's, it's streaming everywhere. And I'm sure if you got some money, he'll come sing and play for you. Be glad to. Oh yeah, be a oh, lot yeah. Of fun. Oh yeah, so <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> keep that in mind. Spring's getting here. Things are going to get better. So that's right. You know? That's right. All right, man. Well, be safe, man. And thanks, thanks for uh, reaching out and uh, enjoy you. talking to you. And I hope to see you real soon. You too, man. Take care. All right. All right. Bye. Bye.
Belong to you 